The Anarchist Tension by Alfredo M. Bonanno. I am always somewhat embarrassed when I begin a talk, at least to start with. And this embarrassment increases in the case of what we mistakenly call conferences, or as one more modestly tries to camouflage them, conference-slash-debates. After all, it is a question of someone turning up from elsewhere, perhaps from another generation, as though they have reigned in from the past. Someone who stands in this classroom to give a talk and strangely, even dangerously, resembles those who hammer brains with quite different intentions. If you listen carefully, however, you will find that, beyond appearances, there is a considerable difference in the concepts I am about to outline. The first of these concepts takes the form of a question. What is anarchism? It might seem strange that I should take up such a problem in this situation, as I know for certain that there are many anarchists here, because I know them personally. And if nothing else, anarchists should at least know what anarchism is. Yet it is necessary to take up the question, what is anarchism, time and time again. Even in a few words. Why is that? This does not normally happen in other expressions of life, in other activities or thoughts that define themselves with some foundation to be something or other. So anarchists keep asking themselves the same question. What is anarchism? What does it mean to be an anarchist? Why? Because it is not a definition that can be made once and for all, put in a safe and considered a patrimony to be tapped little by little. Being an anarchist does not mean one has reached a certainty, or said once and for all, there, from now on, I hold the truth, and as such, at least from the point of view of the idea, I am a privileged person. Anyone who thinks like this is an anarchist in word alone. Instead, the anarchist is someone who really puts themselves in doubt as such, as a person, and asks themselves, what is my life according to, to what I do and in relation to what I think? What connection do I manage to maintain each day in everything I do a way of being an anarchist continually and not coming to agreements, making little daily compromises, etc.? Anarchism is not a concept that can be locked up in a word like a gravestone. It is not a political theory. It is a way of conceiving life and life, young or old as we may be, old people or children, is not something definitive. It is a stake we must play day after day. When we wake up in the morning and put our feet on the ground, we must have a good reason for getting up, and if we don't, it makes no difference whether we are anarchists or not. We might as well stay in bed and sleep, and to have a good reason, we must know what we want to do because for anarchism, for the anarchist, there is no difference between what we do and what we think, but there is a continual reversing of theory into action and action into theory. That is what makes the anarchist unlike anyone who has another concept of life and crystallizes this concept in a political practice, a political theory. This is what is not normally said to you. This is what you never read in the newspapers. This is what is not written in books. This is what school jealously keeps quiet about. Because this is the secret of life. Never ever separate thought from action, the things we know, the things we understand, from the things we do, the things with which we carry out our actions. Here is what distinguishes a politician from an anarchist revolutionary. Not the words, not the concepts, and, allow me, in certain aspects, not even the actions, because it is not their extreme, let us say radical, conclusion and attack, that differentiates and characterizes actions. It is not even accuracy in the choice of objective that qualifies them, but is the way in which the person, the comrade who carries out these actions, succeeds in making them become an expressive moment of their lives, a specific characterization, meaningfulness, quality of life, joy, desire, beauty, not the practical realization, not the sullen realization of a deed that is mortally an end in itself and enables one to say, 
I have done something today, far from myself, at the periphery of my existence. There, that is one difference. And from this difference, another emerges, a considerable one in my opinion. Anyone who thinks that things to be done are outside ourselves and are realized as a number of successes and failures. Life is a staircase. At times you go up, at times you go down. There are times when things go well and times when things go badly. There, whoever thinks life is made up of such things, for example, the classic figure of the democratic politician, for goodness sake, someone you can talk to, a friendly guy, tolerant, who has a permissive side to him, believes in progress, in the future, in a better society, in freedom. Well, a person like this, probably not wearing a double-breasted jacket, no tie, so casual, a person who close up looks like a comrade, and who himself declares himself to be a comrade. This person could very well be a cop, and makes no difference. Why not? They are democratic policemen. The era of uniform repression is over. Repression has friendly aspects today. They repress us with lots of brilliant ideas. How can we identify this person then, this Democrat? How can we recognize him? And if he pulls the wool over our eyes, preventing us from seeing him, how can we defend ourselves from him? We can identify him through this fact, that for him, life is a realization. His life is made up of doing things, a quantitative doing that unfolds before his eyes, and nothing else. When we talk to someone, we cannot ask to see their membership card. Their ideas often make us end up totally confused and unable to understand anything because we are all nice, progressive chatterboxes and all praise the beauty of tolerance and such like. How can we see that we have an enemy before us, the worst of our enemies? Because at least we could defend ourselves from the old fascist. He hit out, and if we were capable of it, we hit back, harder. Now things have changed. The situation has changed. It can even be difficult to fish out a fascist thug today. But the individual we are trying to describe, this Democrat, we find all over the place, in school, parliament, in the streets, or in the policeman's uniform, a judge or a doctor, this fellow here is our enemy because he considers life in a different way to the way we consider it. Because for him, life is another kind of life, is not our life. Because for him, we are extraterrestrials, and I don't see why we should consider him to be inhabitant of our planet either. This is the dividing line between us because his concept of life is of a quantitative nature, because he measures things like success or, if you like, failure, but always from the quantitative point of view, and we measure them differently, and that is what we should be thinking about. In what way does life have a different meaning for us, a meaning that is qualitatively different? So, this amiable gentleman wreaks criticism upon us and says, Yes, anarchists are all good people, but they are ineffectual. What have they ever done in history? What state has ever been anarchist? Have they ever realized a government without government? Isn't a free society, an anarchist society, a society without power, a contradiction? And this critical rock that crashes down on us is certainly consistent, because in fact, if you look closely, even where anarchists got near to realizing their utopia of a free society, such as in Spain or Russia, if you look at them closely, you find these constructions are somewhat open to criticism. They are certainly revolutions, but they are not libertarian revolutions. They are not anarchy. So when these gentlemen say, You are utopians. You anarchists are dreamers. Your utopia would never work. We must reply, Yes, it's true. Anarchism is a tension, not a realization, not a concrete attempt to bring out about anarchy tomorrow morning. But we must also be able to say, But you, distinguished democratic gentlemen in government who regulate our lives, who think you can get into our heads, our brains, 
who govern us through the opinions that you form daily in your newspapers, in your universities, schools, etc. What have you gentlemen accomplished? A world worth living in? Or a world of death? A world in which life is a flat affair, devoid of any quality, without any meaning to it? A world in which one reaches a certain age, is about to get one's pension, and asks oneself, but what have I done with my life? What has been the sense of living all these years? That's what you've accomplished. That is what your democracy is, your idea of the people. You are governing a people, but what does people mean? Who are the people? Are they perhaps that small, not even very significant, part who vote, who go to elections, vote for you, nominate a minority, which in turn nominates another minority, even smaller than the first, that govern us, governs us in the name of law? But what are these laws, if not the expression of the interests of a small minority specifically aimed, in the first place, at benefiting their own perspectives of enrichment, the reinforcing of their power, and so on? You govern in the name of a power, a force that comes from what? From an abstract concept. You have realized a structure you think can be improved upon. But how, in what way, has it ever been improved upon in history? What condition are we living in today if it is not a condition of death, of a flattening of quality? This is the critique we need to throw back at the supporters of democracy. If we anarchists are utopians, we are so as a tension towards quality. If the Democrats are utopians, they are so as a reduction towards quantity. And against reduction, against the atrophy lived in a dimension of the minimum possible damage for them and the maximum damage for the great number of people who are exploited. To this miserable reality, we oppose our utopia, which is at least a utopia of quality, attention towards another future, one that will be radically different to what we are living now. So all the remarks made by anyone who talks to you in the name of political realism, men of state, teachers, who are just servants of men of state, theorists, journalists, all the intellectuals who pass through classrooms like this and in their speechifying talk with the calm, tolerant words of the realist, state that in any case nothing else is possible. Reality is what it is. It is necessary to make sacrifices. There, these people are swindling you.